What is a full-frame camera? Hi everybody, a very warm welcome to episode 51 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick, and in each episode I will explain one photographic thing in plain English in less than 10 minutes without the irrelevant details, 10 minutes-ish. I explain things in just enough detail to help you and I with our photography. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience, not Google. Okay, full-frame cameras bit of a baffling term, not the only photography term that's baffling. There is a reason for it, there is a logic for it, but if we were starting again from scratch, would we call a full-frame camera a full-frame camera? I don't think we would. So, what is a full-frame camera? Let's do the answer a bit. A full-frame camera has a sensor size which is 36mm by 24mm. This is exactly the same size as the film in a 35mm camera. Typically, SLR cameras use 35mm film, so when digital cameras were introduced, the camera film was replaced with a sensor of the same dimensions. Full-frame cameras used to be only DSLRs, but now you can get full-frame mirrorless cameras. So there you have it. An odd but logical evolution, I think. So why is a full-frame sensor the same size as a 35mm film? Well, it's just the evolution of photography. And as I'm sat here looking at this, I'm thinking to myself, why is a sensor size of 20... Sorry, why is a 35mm film 36mm by 24mm? Not even 35mm, is it? That's more of a mystery, as I like to keep saying. It's really not relevant, is it? Why is a full-frame sensor the size of a 35mm film? Well, if we think about it logically, in the days before digital cameras... A 35mm film with a 50mm lens on it, that was the norm. 50mm is what you call standard view, standard field of view. 50mm is pretty much how our eyes see things. So it's called standard for a reason. A 50mm lens is a standard lens. If they'd changed the size of the sensor and the geometry and the optics and everything, then 50mm could have become anything. It could have been, I don't know, anything. Going from film to digital, it was a logical evolution. Like I say, it sounds an odd thing, but at the same time, it makes absolutely perfect sense. What I've written here is anything else would have changed everything in photography, and nobody wants that. So SLR becomes DSLR. Then this was back in the very late 1990s. Now, I believe the Nikon D1 was the first fully integrated DSLR. When I say fully integrated, I mean made from the ground up as a DSLR. And yes, I will thank Google for that one. The rest of it's all my own knowledge, by the way. So that's it, really. Full frame is full frame. A camera with a sensor, the same size as a 35mm film. Right then, we don't need to worry about that lot too much, but why is this important? And what am I going to talk about for six minutes? Glad you asked, if only people did. So, is a bigger sensor better? Well, to answer the question, why is camera sensor size important? Snappy title, I know. Check out Photography Explained Episode 8. Well, I go into this, see I've already covered it. I just wanted to come back and talk about full frame on its own. So, is a bigger sensor better? Yes, The bigger the sensor, the better it is. I was going to say the better the photos is, but the better the capability to capture an image at a higher quality is, in theory. And the bigger the sensor, the more expensive the the camera, generally. Again, these these are big generalizations, but I hope you'll get the idea. Now, obviously, both of these, you need to be comparing like with like, as in quality, manufacturer, and the rest of it. Quickly, other sensor sizes, please go back to Photography Explained Episode 8, but not until you've listened to this one and subscribed and all that good stuff. Sorry, that was shameless, wasn't it? So, full frame. Then you've got cropped sensor, also known as 
APS-C. Let's call it cropped. I think in the other episode I called it APS-C all the way through, which is possibly a mistake. And then there's micro four thirds. Now, these are the three most common consumer level sensor sizes. There are other ones, medium format, large format, phones have smaller sensors and everything. But I'm talking about full frame cameras here. The sensor on a full frame camera is bigger than a crop sensor. A crop sensor is bigger than a micro four third sensor. That's it. What else? Well, a full frame camera has a narrower depth of field than a crop sensor when comparing equivalent focal lengths. Let's just think about that one for a second. Okay, that was my second. And the more I think about it, I never ever can get me nut round this one. I can't work it out. I can't explain to you why. And that, for me, is the point of this podcast, or one of the points. I hope there's more than one point. I don't need to know this. Knowing this will have no impact on me. It won't change anything. won't help me. And that's what I want to do in my podcast. I want to explain the things I think you need to know and tell you the stuff I think you do not need to worry about. And in my opinion, we do not need to worry about why a full-frame camera has a narrower depth of field than a crop sensor camera. There you go. See, people might disagree, but... I haven't got time for all this nonsense. So what else? Focal lengths stay the same. This is the point of the full frame camera. Like I say, 50mm on a film camera is 50mm on a digital camera. You put it on a crop sensor and your 50mm effectively is 80mm because you've got a crop factor. I'll come on to this another time. Put a 50mm lens on a micro four thirds camera and it's 100mm equivalent. This is to do with the sensor sizes, geometry, optics and stuff that I'll never ever understand. That will be a short episode, believe me. So photography is pretty much built around the full-frame camera, which evolved from the 35mm camera. One last question i got here is, why are there different sizes of camera sensor? Why not? Why is there more than one type of car? Why is there more than one type of beer? There's endless variables in cameras and sensor sizes, prices, what people want, what people need. So, so why not? Variety and options are good. What do I use? Hmm, I nearly forgot that one. I use a Canon 6D, that is a full frame camera. Yes, I'm still using a Canon 6D from back in the day, 2014, I think it was released. And it's still a great camera. Let's clear about that. It was a great camera when I bought it, and it's a great camera now. I also use a Micro Four Thirds Olympus EM5 Mark II. That is also a great camera, but in a different way. Do you need a full frame camera? Sorry, I was going to go through the list of full frame cameras and tell you what they all are. Then I thought, well, you can do that yourselves. That's just basic information. The hard bit about all these things is, like I said earlier, is what do you need to know? What's going to help you and what don't you need to know? Do you need a full frame camera? Yes and no. Or the universal answer in photography, it depends. It depends what your budget is, what your aspirations are, what you're taking photographs of, what lenses you have. And lots of other good stuff, but that's the main points. Now, I use a full frame camera because I use a Canon 6D with a Canon 17 to 40 millimeter lens. And on my architectural photography, I take most of my photos at 17 millimeters. It's a focal length that works for me and it's helped to give me my style. If I put the 17 to 40 lens on a cropped sensor camera, the 17 would have a crop factor of 1.6 applied for it, which is, uh, well, it's <laughs> it's somewhere between 26 and, and 34, isn't it? Let's not worry about it too much. It'd be about 31 millimetres. Now, that has a big impact on what I'm photographing. If I put the 17 millimetre lens on an MFT camera, micro four thirds, sorry, 
the 17 millimeters would in effect be 34 millimeters crop factor of two the other reason i like my full frame sensor is the very good sensor and it captures a lot of data now, like i said in general terms a full frame sensor when compared with an equivalent crop sensor or micro four thirds will give you better images better quality better resolution more range of details shades lights and everything and image quality is my number one priority I mean, that's why I still use the Canon 6D because, I mean, it only has 11 focus points. It's not that quick. It hasn't got all the bells and whistles. But if you saw the way I took photographs, you'd see that it's got everything I need and it takes fantastic photos day in, day out, endlessly. And I must stop praising it too much because it's going to fall over, isn't it? No, my luck. Oh yeah, one last thing. Back in the day, full frame cameras were DSLRs digital single lens reflex cameras that's definitely one for another episode now you can get mirrorless as in a dslr has a mirror a mirrorless camera wait for it doesn't so you can get mirrorless and dslr full frame cameras i think next time i'm going to talk about oh am i going to do it yes i am next episode i will tell you what a mirrorless camera is and it's going to be slightly more than a mirrorless camera is a camera without a mirror now I'll do better than that, trust me. Right, I'm done. No, I'm not. My one-line summary. A full-frame camera is a camera with a sensor that is 36mm by 24mm. 50mm focal length on a full-frame frame <laughs> camera is 50mm. You can buy mirrorless and DSLR cameras with full-frame sensors. Next episode. Well, I'm going back to what my podcast was meant to be about. Stuff like this. One thing explained. So next episode, as I alluded to earlier... I will tell you what a mirrorless camera is. Yay. So, things you can do to help me. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to help me, please leave a nice review and rating wherever you get your podcast from. Also, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share my podcast with anybody you think might enjoy it. These things all help me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. My website. Check out rickmacavoyphotography.com where you can find out more about me and my architectural and construction photography work and also find my photography blog. It's really good, honest, it says here. I've actually written, it's really good, honest. I think I'll take that off the next script. Uh, Also, the Photography Explained podcast website. I nearly always forget that. I don't know why, because I just finished building it. So let's not forget the photographyexplainedpodcast.com where you can find out all about my podcast, what I'm going to answer and ask me a question of your own. This episode was brought to you very much by the power of me suffering with the window closed on a hot March day with no fresh air because someone next door is cutting the lawn. So I'm out of here. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me 14 minutes of your valuable time. I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, Straight Talking Advice for Beginners to Get You Making Money Quickly and Build a Career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.